Hello everyone and welcome to the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WCWA Network. I'm your host with the most on the West Coast, California in Fury. It's great to be with you all once again. And, and it's a joy for me right here today to have an opportunity to speak to a guy that I've been looking so forward to learning about his time in the professional wrestling business. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the being of inconceivable horror. Here's the one, here's the only, here's Iceberg. How are you, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am great, my friend. It's uh, really cool to have the chance to learn about your time in the wrestling business. And, and the first question usually on the show here, mate, is... Uh, before you got into the wrestling business, how did you become a fan of professional wrestling? I tell you, man, I um, I grew up, um, my parents used to watch every Saturday at 6.05 on uh, TBS. And um, I could, my earliest memories, I was four years old and sitting in front of the TV every Saturday night. And they got me hooked, you know. That 6.05 uh, WCW Saturday night. Well, it, it was it was the NWA back then. It was before Turner bought it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was uh, in the NWA. So <laughs> awesome. So there's some cherished memories as a youngin, uh, and uh, of course, you know, time wears on uh, in your life. Uh, do you stay a fan of professional wrestling all the way through your your teenage years and into your early twenties? I was, you know, I was a fan into uh, my teenage years. And I, and I don't know if this is everybody, but it seems like a lot of people that I know, like they kind of fall out of it, you know, once they get into high school and, you know, we, we find other things to occupy our time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of fallen out of it uh, once I got to high school. And then uh, right around the time that uh, Austin was starting to get hot, um, I think it was probably the King of the Ring was like the first thing I'd seen. Um, and like I, I started, you know, like, you know, WCW, I was watching WCW, obviously WWF, WWE, um, and then ECW, uh, had come along and, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of cool that, you know, there was, you know, different choices. Um, cause I can remember as a kid, man, we used to have like a six or eight hour block every Saturday night. It came on. It was hosted by Joe Petticino and Bonnie Blackstone. And, um, I mean, it was it was six, eight hours of just like it was NWA, WWF, World Class, um, Continental, Memphis, uh, Puerto Rico, World Wrestling Council. Um, so, yeah, that's that was that was my Saturday nights, uh, you know, my Saturdays and Saturday nights all the way through, man. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, yes, uh, I've had a few people on the show that have said that, you know, that they, they were a big fan when they were very young, but then they fell out, but then all of a sudden they got back into it again uh, later on. And there, there was a point in time in your career, well, not sorry, in your career, before your career, where you made the decision to, uh, I want to get involved in the business. At that point in time, how did you figure out a way in? You know, did you find out there was a, a local place to, to, to get training at? Did you look in the magazines for anything like that? How did you come to end up being trained by Abdullah the Butcher and Homicide? Well, so, so to, to take you back to the very beginning of it, um, and, I, and I tell this story a lot, but I, I woke up one Sunday morning. I was bored, honest to God, bored on a Sunday. A buddy of mine, he, you know, he, he followed the, like the Indy circuit quite a bit, and he knew a guy locally 
um, that ran a show and apparently they did, you know, some training. And so I, I called him up and uh, I told him, I said, look, get in touch with the guys, see when they train and, um, you know, see if it's cool if we, you know, run by and, you know, check it out. And uh, so he did. And um, that same day they were training. And um, so we hopped in his, he, he came, he picked me up, we hopped in his truck and I uh, went to the guy's house. So when we got there, um, I recognized the guy right away. And um, I was so disappointed because he, he's, <laughs> this guy is a piece of work. I, he's a piece of shit is what he is. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but um, That's okay. uh, yeah, he was a real piece of work. And um, so anyway, I sat there and, and I heard him out and um, I waited on some of his guys to start showing up to train. And um, so um, once they all arrived, you know, he was like, all right, you guys ready to go out? And I was like, finally, I've been sitting here talking to this asshole for like two hours. And and finally, we're going to go out. And so um, we walk outside of his house and start to go around the corner. And I'm like, okay, well, it must be in the backyard. And so we get just to the side of the house. There's nothing there. And he's got these guys bumping on the ground. Like, guy that was, three of the guys were, were bigger than I was at the time. And I was probably 450 or, or you know, maybe a little, little richer than that. Uh, and these guys, they were taking these bumps on the ground, man. And I was like, I am not doing that shit. Like, I, you know, find me a ring and I'll do it. But so, but I sat there and I watched them, you know, basically break their backs, you know, for about an hour and a half, two hours. And um, so anyway, the guy was having a show coming up and uh, he was like, look, you guys come down, check it out. You know, let me know what you, you know, what you decide on doing. So um, two weekends later, we show up to the armory and um, uh, murder one who, who was homicide at the time. He um, he was on the show and for whatever reason, like we we clicked up like right away. And he was like, look, he was like, how long have you been doing this? I said, dude, this is like my first time even being at a show with the intent that I want to do this. And um, so he said, look, man, he said, we train every weekend in Marietta. Um, I think they ran twice a month up there, but they trained every weekend. And he said, we've got a show next weekend if you guys want to come up. Because it was me and uh, a couple other guys that were that wanted to get started. And so um, we went up and, and we helped them tear the ring down and take it across town, set it up, you know, get the venue set up. And, and that's that's how I got started. So, right. Cool. So, yeah, um, OK, that's cool. So it, it's really interesting how, how some people's uh, – uh, first introductions into things like this are. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, please uh, continue telling me a little bit about you know uh, the process of of, of learning um, to 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 become a professional wrestler. Yeah, so we um, like I said, we we they had the show. We tore the ring down, um, drove across one side of town to a party, partied all night. Um, till about six that morning that none of us went to sleep, uh, got in the truck, drove the ring back across town, set it back up. And by eight o'clock we were, you know, getting ready to run the ropes. And, um, 
so yeah i mean that's that's um that's how i got in that's how i got started um you know and and murder was he was so kind to me like you know he, he never charged me a dime um to train with him and uh, i was like i was really fortunate to to come across him and and uh you know get in because it, you know it was wasn't just me it was me and a couple of my buddies locally but jimmy ray was I think he was 14 years old. And mm-hmm. so we basically got started around the same time. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy was part of the, the class that, um, that I was a part of to, you know, started training. And I mean, it probably wasn't, uh, shit, maybe six weeks in. And I, like he threw me in the ring because somebody no showed. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I had my first match and I know it was horrible. And I know there's video out there somewhere. I don't have it. And if I did, I'd probably burn it, you know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, that was, that was my, um, that was my, um, that's how I got in and that's how I got started. Um, I said, I know the match was horrible, but uh, you know, I, I, I had a really good trainer and we had some good guys to, you know, to train with. So, yeah. Very cool. And um, another name that's popped up quite a bit in my research is Abdullah the Butcher. Um, uh, could you tell me of the, your first experience meeting him? Yeah, so uh, there was a, another guy locally that uh, I met the same day um, that he was actually going to be running the, the show that the first guy had down here locally. And uh, he was putting together a show. This is six months down the road, right? Um, I, yeah. No, it was actually a little longer than that. Six months in, I blew my knee out. Um, and about, I guess it was about two months later, he, he was running this show and um, he had Abdullah booked. And he said, um, he said, look, he said, we're going to go in and pick uh, Abdullah up at, the, at his restaurant in Atlanta. And uh, we'll go up there. We're going to pick him up and, you know, bring him down to the show. And um, so... My my first experience was like we walked into the restaurant and, you know, like I'm looking around because he had pictures all over the wall, of, you know, all the different wrestlers and stuff that he had worked with or that had come through and left promo pictures and stuff. And uh, as soon as we walked in, um, he just kind of made a beeline past everybody and he walked straight up to me. And he was like, am I working with you tonight? And I was like, no, sir, you know. Um, he said, who am I working with? And I said, I think he's got you booked against Doug Summers, pretty boy Doug Summers. And uh, he said, no, I'm working with you. So he, he went to the promoter and he was like, look, I'm not working with Doug. Like, you can start it off that way, but I'm working with him. And so, like, we, we sat down. We literally broke bread together and uh, got to know one another. Um, I rode back. He actually didn't even hop in the in the limo and ride back down with us. He was like, "No, I've got my driver here. You get in with us." And uh, so, like, I rode back down with with him and uh, his manager at the time. And um, you know, we just got to know one another. And like the rest, I guess you say is history. Um, I worked with him that night, and it's funny because um, you know, two of the guys that that had. Um, you know, some of not, not the worst reputations, but, you know, Abdullah was a lot of people that was really like scared to work with him. And New Jack was another one that people were 
afraid to work with. Well, New Jack was on this show also. And so my first time in, I was working with Abdullah with a run-in spot from New Jack. And so, yeah, I, I got the old proverbial cherry popped, you know, pretty good that night working with those two guys. So it, it was pretty cool, man. Because it, 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 like everything came full circle because like I can remember just channel surfing late one Saturday night. And I, like I heard the Natural Born Killers playing like on the TV and I'm like, what the hell is this? And so like I see a wrestling ring, but nobody's in it, but this music is playing. And next thing I know, I see a guy coming across the top of a U-Haul truck and diving off on one of the Dudley boys. And I don't remember which one, but it was New Jack. <laughs> and so so yeah I, I got to I got to work with the two of them and uh, you know they were both just so you know they were so good to me both of them um, you know Abdullah mentored me and then New Jack was you know he's like my brother you know um, so yeah I I, <laughs> I I don't know if it was because I was working with them or or, or the style that I worked that like had people kind of on the fence about working with me. Um, but, you know, it, it worked out for me, you know, because I had a reputation before I, you know, I shouldn't have had one because I'd worked with the two of them and survived to tell about it. And it was a pleasant experience for me where, you know, it wasn't so much a pleasant experience for other people that worked with them. <laughs> so. I think that's fantastic <laughs> that the two scariest guys. Well, all you needed was the original Sheik to to show up as well, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, NWA Wildside and how you ended up involved with that company? I know uh, that's a you know a solid portion of your career is is with this company, and uh, I've had Bill mm -hmm. on the show before and talked quite a lot about it, uh, the company in depth. But can you tell me a little bit about how you? you know, uh, came to be involved? So, um, so I had been wrestling for, um, uh, shit, maybe two and a half years when I first discovered Wildside. Um, so I was a fan of it because it, it came on, um, late nights, uh, down here on Saturdays. Imagine that it's all this wrestling, you know, you know, late night wrestling that it always goes back to. Um, but, uh, I was uh, actually I was working to show up in Chattanooga and the first time I'd met Tank and he and I like we worked together that night kind of went into business for ourselves and created the tag team and on the spot we got fired and then by Wednesday the promoter was begging us to come back because like the people like he was selling out and um, he was like well they don't work here anymore and I was like well we don't want to come if they're not going to be there and so um so anyway tank uh had gone down and done a tryout a couple of tryouts i guess down a wild side on friday nights and um i want to say maybe about three weeks or a month after uh, we initially met started teaming together um he got booked for his first tv and um he went down and you know they were you know really impressed with him and so um he got the spot uh to, you know, to work down there. And um, so like I, I had been trying because like Tank was there now and uh, Jimmy Rave was there and, and Murder One, they were all there. Um, 
And I'm like, look, you know, tell whoever you got to tell down there, like, you know, I'll, I'll get them, you know, videos, whatever they need, you know, just like if there's a spot opens up, you know, like, uh, call me, like I'll cancel anything else that I'm doing and I'll, I'll be there, you know, because, it, you know, the TV, that was the thing, like, you know, that, that was the big thing with the TV and the exposure that we all would get off of it. And um, so I had done like a couple of uh, tryout matches or dark matches for him. And um, it was, uh, yeah, Steve Carino was NWA world champion at the time. And he was booked to come down and wrestle Bill's champion, uh, Scotty Wren, yep. uh, wild side champion. And um I think that Steve wound up getting booked for Japan. And so, you know, obviously the money was going to be better for him to go there, you know, than to come down to Georgia and wrestle up in the mountains. Um, and so anyway, uh, the spot opened up and uh, Jimmy Rave called me. I think it was on Thursday. He called and was like, do you want to do TV this weekend? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do want to do TV this weekend. And he said, uh, all right, well, cool. Well, um, look, just, you know, told me what time to be there. I think I was there two hours early. Um, told me that I was going to be working with Scotty, who was the champion at the time. And it was like, uh, I think it was a main event. You know, it was my first time doing TV and I'm working the champion. And um, so I, Bill wasn't the biggest fan of me to begin with, you know, because he, he saw all the stabby, you know, bleeding, uh, shit and um, he didn't you know he didn't have the you know he didn't have a lot of my work that he could look at that actually showed that I could wrestle yeah. and um, so I worked with Scotty and uh, we, we put on a really good match I mean um, I think it was maybe six and a half seven minutes yeah. but he just he fed to me like like just bumping and feeding, bumping and feeding for six minutes. And, um, like I'm on offense the whole time. And, uh, he hit, he hit me with that psycho slam, which was, is the black hole slam. Abyss took the move and, and took it to, to TNA. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, he hit me with that. And, and the way I got up on it and was able to rotate around with him, like that was it. So like when I came through the curtain, they were like, we want you booked for every TV. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, when's the next TV? And it was like, in two weeks, I said, I can't come. <laughs> and and they were like, dude, this is like, it's TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, this is your opportunity. I said, look, man. I said, I'm going to Japan in two weeks. Like, I can't, I can't be there. And Jeff G. Bailey, uh, who, he wasn't a fan of mine at the time to begin with, but um, um, he, he heard that I was going to Japan wrestling for Wing, and uh, he was like, okay, I can use this, and so um, he was cutting, uh, you know, promos talking about, you know, why I was there, you know, that I was over in Japan, you know, beating people up, and um, like, he really, um, he really popped for it when I got back, and I told him that I'd worked with Mr. Pogo, and that he had put me over. And that was it. Like, he had a field day with it. And Jeff Jeff and my uh, relationship started uh, soon after that. We found that we had something in common, and that was we both liked uh, true crime 
and uh, like the history, like of serial killers and stuff. Yeah. So that's where Bailey basically, um, you know, got the you know wrestling's only serial killer. Like we 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 you know bonded over that shit and and the knowledge that both of us had over it. And um, so yeah, man, that's that's how I got in. That's how I you know uh, got the TV, and and that's how I wound up with Jeff. And yeah, man. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, and now you've just alluded to it, so I have to go there. Um, please tell me about your uh, experience in Japan. Oh, it was awesome, man. Um, the first time that I went over, um, I was I was only there. I was I tell you what, I was in the airplane, in the air, going there, coming back longer than I was actually in the country. <laughs> like I literally, my my plane landed. Um, my sponsor and um, Kim Duck or Tiger Chung Lee, they picked me up at the airport and we went straight to the venue. And um, I, I, there was, there was one American guy over there that kind of did the translating, but I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, and I think Pogo had got kind of frustrated with him because he really couldn't convey what I was saying to him, you know, as far as, you know, what we, you know, what we were going to do, um, you know, what he wanted to do, because, you know, I'm, I'm still green as, you know, goose shit. And um, I'm going over there to wrestle, you know, like a, a legend, you know? And um, so, but it, it was great, man. Like we, we, we got, uh, we were able to pull enough from, you know, what the other one was saying to go out and put on a pretty decent match. And, um, yeah, man, he, um, he put me over and that's, you know, that's, that's one of like, he just didn't do that. You know, right. it was like Abdullah. Abdullah just didn't put people over. And, um, the fact that, uh, they both put me over, um, kind of, like that, that kind of gave me the legs that I needed to, you know, make make some moves and, and start making a little noise. That is awesome to hear. Um, thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I, in my research, I like to do a deep dive of my research and see if I can find anything interesting that's, that's you know, a maybe a little bit obscure, possibly. Uh, 14th of September, 2002, you work in Carrollton, Georgia for Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. Uh, teaming mm -hmm. with Sonny Siaki against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes and New Jack as his tag team partner, mm -hmm. that that must be must have been a pretty special evening. Yeah, it was, man. Um, Dusty was um, he was my mom's favorite wrestler, and he was always one of my favorites. Um, him, Flair, Abdullah, Brody, you know, because they were all the you know the the bleeders. And that's what, that's kind of what drew me into them, uh, you know, because I was like, wait, this has got to be real, you know, and Flair was another one, you know, um, but that's kind of what drew me in. Um, and then the, the same guy that, uh, that took me to, to break into the, in the business, uh, he was working for Dusty at the time and was doing some ring announcing and stuff for him. And, um, he, he called me up and said, look, um, you know, Dusty, you know, had somebody that, you know, that no-showed, like, do you want to, you know, do you want to go and, and, and work? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And um, 
so yeah, we, we, we showed up and, um, I, I originally was supposed to work with, um, that it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I got in and, um, you know, I, I'd met Dusty a couple of times before and he was like, he'd been really cordial with me. And, um, so yeah, you know, we got there and, and, um, you know, talking to Dusty and, you know, he was like, you don't mind, you know, getting the color. And I was like, Nope, I sure don't. I'll go out there and have bleed to death. If that's what you need me to do. <laughs> and, um, and, and like I said, Jack and I had already worked together a few times at that point. And, uh, so he was vouching for me. And I, so I knew it was going to be like an easy match, uh, in terms of, all right, we're not going to be doing a bunch of high spots. We're going to be doing a bunch of running stuff like that. But I was like, okay, the odd man here is Sonny Siaki. So I'm going to be the one taking all the, the ass whooping, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it, it was a dream come true to, to work with Dusty, um, and, and uh, to get to, to share that, you know, with, uh, with new Jack as well. Um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was great, man. Uh, it was everything I could have, you know, hoped it would be, uh, I, new Jack hit me with the, with the 187 and then Dusty with the, with the elbow. So like he was still throwing the elbow at the time. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, I laid there with a big smile on my face while he pinned me. So it was great, man. It really was. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love hearing stuff like that. Cause you know, it's, it's a moment. It's like, a, it's a surreal moment in your life, isn't it? Like, like Dusty Rhodes yeah. is about to hit me with the fucking elbow. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, like I, I, I'm like, I'm really glad that I was able to keep my composure because, Dusty was all, always one of those larger than life, you know, people. And, um, so yeah, like I, I, I probably worked that whole match with a smile on my face. Um, you know, but it, it was cool, man. Like, you know, getting to work with him and, you know, just pick his brain some. And, you know, he, he paid me one of the highest compliments I ever got and it broke my heart all at the same time. And he was like, kid, I wish I'd had you 25 years ago. We'd have made a, we'd have made a ton of money. Yeah. Thank you. Shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, excellent stuff. Um, so I believe what what date is it? Your your, your debut for Wildside. I believe it's uh, October sixth, two thousand one. Uh, September twenty first, two thousand two. It's less than a year. Uh, you defeat David Young, who I've had on the show before, uh, for the heavyweight title there in NWA Wildside. Uh, so mm -hmm. within a year, you, you've you've managed to uh, be put into this spot now um, and, and 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 given the belt, uh, which mm -hmm. you know that must have been pretty cool for you and, and special. Um, please tell me about how you know that was for you now being the top guy in the company and and, and working with David, who appears to pop up quite a lot in your career. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I had gotten to, uh, I got to work with David. Uh, like the first time we did anything together was just at a, at a spot show at a house show. And um, so I, I got to work with him uh, at that show. And um, at the end of the match, he, he hit me with a spine buster and like, he really liked, you know, how I was able to get up for him and, and, you know, 
do the thing. But David and I, man, we had chemistry from the get-go. Um, he's, he's just – he's so smart uh, when it comes to this, you know. And, um, you know, he, he helped out as far as, you know, laying things out. And I really and truly I think that I learned how to, you know, work and how to put a match together uh, working with David. Um, I, I'll give him credit for that, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, um, so we um, – excuse me. Damn hair in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we, we, we got to do a few things together uh, on, on, on TV. And um, he was actually – he was getting ready to go over to Japan, I think, zero one. one Yeah. Um, and so on uh, – he was leaving – the next day we had TV that night. Uh, we did a spot and um, I, I had got the color on him. Like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm working the shit out of it. Well, it was a gusher. Like it was like instant. He had a gusher and um, he, he, he's, there's just blood puddled everywhere. Like all over the floor. I mean, it looked like it literally looked like a crime scene on the floor. There was so much blood. Um, and so, um, anyway, David, um, he's cutting a promo after the match. Um, they, you know, they got him to the back and he's on the floor back there. I mean, it's just like, he's only been back there maybe two minutes and there's a huge puddle of blood all over the place. And he's got the belt laying in his lap. And as he's cutting the promo, like he's just bleeding, like all over the, all over the belt. And, um, by the time he was done, like almost the entire center plate, the main plate on that belt was covered in blood. And I mean, that, that, like, that just lit the fire. Um, and, and so then, you know, of course, Bailey had to, he had to cut his promo. Um, I'll I, they're on, they're on YouTube on, on Bill's, uh, on the wild side channel. I'll hunt it up and, and send it over to you. That way you can like you can see the the thing. Yeah. But um, we just we always had so much chemistry, man, and it was just it was fun to work with David, and and he obviously you know had fun working with me, and, and because he's the one that you know he went to to Bill, and um, you know he was like, look, I lose this thing, like that's the guy, and uh, so I mean you know I. I was I was honored that that he chose me to to do that, but you know we 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 told such a, a beautiful story, man, and it was it was violent, but it was beautiful, you know, and um, we just you know we we fed off of one another, and you know whatever you know whatever Bailey said I was going to do, and and in our promo, you know David would, you know he he would cover it, and 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 vice versa. So I mean, it was just magical, man. The way the promos went back and forth, and and um, so when it finally uh, when it finally came, uh, you know, time for the for the match, man. Um, match was really good. Um, when, you know, I know this, you know the business is a work, right? Like, and I know this, um, but when when I went over on him, like that meant something to me, you know, because that was the, that was the NWA Georgia, you know, title. Yeah. 
was the, you know, was the wild side title and just the, you know, the guys, the lineage of guys that, you know, that have held that title over the years. And, you know, so like when it happened, you know, I, I gotta say, man, like if I wasn't like, if blood wasn't all over my face, like you probably would have seen a tear or two running down my cheek, you know, it was that special. Yeah. Uh, and, and then when I got to the back, man, I just, it was like the, the floodgates had opened up. Like I just, I couldn't control it anymore. Uh, you know, I was so grateful, um, you know, and just couldn't believe that, you know, especially in that short amount of time that, you know, everything played out and, and then to, you know, think about my name being, you know, along some of the, the alongside some of the greats that carried that title. Um, that just, it meant so much to me. Um, and we, we had a, we had a nice little run there, man, for, you know, for almost a year, um, you know, we were just cutting people up and, and killing people. And, you know, they, they fed me, they fed me so many people. Like, and if I were to sit here and try to, you know, thank each one of them, man, we'd be here until sometime probably next week. Uh, the amount of people that, um, that Bill uh, and them brought in for me to work with. And, and uh, so, yeah, man, I, I owe my career to those guys. I owe it to David. Um, you know, the bill, obviously. Uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. That's great to hear. It's this is this is such a great interview because every time I, I mention one thing, there's this story behind it, and I'm loving the stories. And you know what? Like, I I can see where you're coming from there when it when it, as it pertains to it, you you win this championship, right? It's not like you've actually yeah. like you've won a gold medal in the Olympic Games. But it still means something to you because you put in all this effort and someone has made the decision that this is the guy right now. Uh, so that does mean something. And you're right with the lineage and all that stuff as well. Um, David Young's name is going to be brought up once again here because uh, uh, January 15th, 2003, uh, which would have been my 16th birthday, actually, um, you worked uh, at TNA. Uh, on the day of their 28th weekly pay-per-view against David. Um, how did this opportunity come about and, you know, how did it go? So Bill was, um, Bill was, uh, I think he would, may have been NWA president at the time, uh, but I know he was doing like some, some backstage uh, work. He was doing some, um, uh, you know, he was doing some, you know, producing and, uh yeah you know, doing stuff like that. And um, there were, there have been several of the guys uh, from Wildside that, you know, they got tryouts uh, up there. And um, so I, I don't, I don't know specifically uh, how the opportunity you know, came along, you know, what went into it. Um, but uh, Bill calls me up on a, I think it was a, on a Tuesday and was like, can you be in, uh, can you be in Nashville tomorrow? one o'clock and I said uh, yeah I can you know and so I right, well you know you're gonna have a tryout tomorrow and so I, I think you're working with David and I was like yeah hell yeah like I knew I knew I had a chance at that point uh, um, so yeah that's that's how that came about um, it wasn't a very long match uh, but you know it was it was enough that uh, somebody was impressed and, um, you know, he, he, uh, I think he, he power bombed me, uh, 
Like, I think I was standing on, like, the second rope. He power bombs me out, which, you know, got, like, a huge reaction. And then he hit me with a spine buster on the floor. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I walked backstage, and uh, Bill was like, congratulations, you, you've got a spot. And Dusty was back there. He was doing some stuff uh, up there then. And um, he was like, baby, you did good, but um, – you didn't have to do all that stuff on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, I said, dream, you know, I, I didn't know if this opportunity was going to come around again. So, you know, I wanted to do whatever I could to make an impression on somebody. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that was how, that's how, that's how I got with, uh, with TNA. So it's back to Bill and David, you know, and Dusty. Right. <laughs> and New Jack was there. New Jack was there. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh and see so this is this was on their 28th weekly pay-per-view that they had but you when you've come mm -hmm. back again from my research it's uh the 54th pay-per-view uh that they put on weekly pay-per-view uh, you face norman smiley uh in a mm -hmm. match where you go over in uh three minutes seven seconds um so a bit of a gap here you finally get brought back uh, and, and and you work with Norman. Uh, can you tell me a bit about all this? Well, the the when they they brought me back the week before um, and had me, uh, I did a run in on Sandman. Okay, yeah. Um, and um, uh, they didn't want they didn't want to use the iceberg name, so they they used my shoot name, Edward Chastain. Um, there was there was two or three names that Jeff had jotted down and was running past me, and I was like, oh, they were horrible. Oh, they were bad. Um, and he was like, you know, well, what have you got? And I was like, dude, can we, like, you know, can we use my shoot name? And he was like, what is it? So I, I told him and he was like, oh, that's perfect. That's a great working name. I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's my shoot name, brother. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they brought me in initially. I was going to be like the anti-hardcore guy. Right. Um, you know, when, when, you know, my career had been basically hardcore, you know, bleeding, uh, you know, gimmick matches and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, they, they they brought me in. I did that the first week. Uh, I beat him down, stood over him. That was when he had that cup. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what the, the, the cup was, the trophy was he had. Oh, but, the, um, the, the, um, hard, the hard 10. Yeah, that's what it was. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I did the, I did the, the, the thing with him and uh, – the next week uh, was when I worked with Norman. And so um, I get there, find out, you know, that I, I'm working with Norman. And um, uh, he, he comes to me, or actually I went and found him. And, um, you know, I said, you know, sir, what, you know, I introduced myself. You know, what, what do you want to do? And he was like, no, baby, this is your match. And I was like, okay, but what do you want to do? You know, and... Um, so yeah, like the, the idea was for me to just go and, and, and squash him. And I, I like, I've got so much respect for him now, but I had, I had respect for him back then. You know, at that point in time, he'd probably been in the business anywhere between 15, 20 years. And um, I just, I couldn't just go out there and kill him. I, yeah. I couldn't like, you know, I was like, I think he got two things in on me. Yeah, he got the wiggle in, yeah. um, you know, and that was that was pretty much it as far as the the match went. Um, 
but um, somebody got pissed at me because I didn't go and and just you know obliterate him. Uh, I was on like I was on point with the time, but uh, you know the fact that you know I didn't just go out there and like just slaughter him, and you know uh, somebody got pissed, and so the next pay per view they they left me off, and then brought me back the following week, and um, what would have been probably a couple of months working with Sandman turned into one match. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's my fault, uh, you know, that, that I lost the spot because I didn't, you know, do, do shit the right, you know, what they wanted with Norman. Um, but I'll tell you, we were sitting at the booking meeting and it, it was me, Scott Demore, and Sandman. And I, I got nothing but respect for, for Sandman. But he was, he, was, he was drunk in the booking meeting. He was like passed out in the chair in the booking meeting. And Scott Demore's telling me, like, you know, you're going to go out there and he's just going to, you know, basically he's just going to, he's going to job me out. And so we, we got finished with the booking meeting and uh, I can't remember if Scott, uh, like, woke Sandman up or, you know, you know aroused him or whatever. Um, he, he came and he, he came out to me and said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And he, like, he literally was just going to, like, like, squash me and probably three minutes, I guess it was. And, you know, I was so pissed off um, because, you know, okay, yeah, I, I screwed myself up with the, with the opportunity, but I had been working at that point, you know, for, you know, four years uh, or so. And I was like, I'm not, no, we're not doing that. Like, you're not just going to fucking job me out, you know, with, with me getting no offense at all in three minutes. Like, I'll do something. You know something that okay if they let me go, then then it's on them. It's not on me. And, and so um, what we did was I, I tossed him out to the floor and got on the apron and did a, a senton off the apron to the floor, which he rolled out of the way of. And so I, I fed up to the corner of the guardrails there, and I, he blasted me with a chair. And um, we, we got back in the ring and he hit me with the kendo stick and then he did the, the white Russian leg sweep, you know, with the damn stick yeah. on me. But, um, so yeah, that was the end of my, my TNA run, but you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it because, um, you know, I was standing on my, my moral ground as far as my character went. I wasn't, I was not gonna, you know, let what I'd been working on be destroyed you know, because somebody got pissed off at me. Like, I just wasn't going to do it. So, right. It's, yeah. It's so funny how many people I've had on the show where the smallest thing happened, the smallest thing, mm-hmm. and it becomes this big thing that affects everything. I, You know, so you gave Norman a little bit of offense. Who gives a shit? You're trying to show right. appropriate respect to somebody. I wouldn't expect as a fan to see Norman get squashed. So I don't think that that's fair. It's like when I had Doug Basham on the show and they asked one question about dropping the tag titles on TV instead of waiting for the pay-per-view and they were off SmackDown for 10 months. It's, it's yeah. wrestling business is so weird. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, you know, Doug and Danny were great, man. They, they, they were really good guys. 
Yeah. Uh, I think we we met them uh, I think working for NWA Florida. Oh, cool. It was a Ron, it was Ron Nemi's promotion. Yeah. It ran underneath a different name, but uh yeah, that's I, I met those guys down there. Like really, really cool, man. Uh, yeah, I think Doug has probably been the nicest um wrestler I've met in person. Um and that gotcha. was when I was a I was a teenager at that point. But yeah, he was he spent a lot of time with me and my friends and it was cool to come full, full circle and interview him several uh you know years later. Uh <laughs> absolutely. Um so okay, now speaking of hardcore, all right, speaking of hardcore mm-hmm. wrestling, um, you do work for IWA Mid South. Um do you have any stories of working um, uh, there for, for Ian Rotten? Um, you know, we, Ian always, he took care of us. Um, you know, he, he paid us. It wasn't a lot, but, you know, he, he did pay us and he paid us what he had, you know, promised us. Um, but no, man, it was, it was great because um, I want to, it was the first time we went up for him and they were doing the, it was in the middle of the Ted, it was the Ted Petty uh, tournament yeah. was that weekend. And so um, uh, me and Tank went up and we worked with, um, oh shit. It was, I, I know Eddie Kingston uh, and, and his partner at the time, and I can't think of his name. Um, and the, the other two guys, one of them, shit let me see if i can he 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 was the guy that came up on smackdown and he basically was like a jbl uh type um rip off like he did the cow like the cowboy he wore the jacket had the towel um jack, god i can't uh, think of his name jack marciano no no uh brad bradley Brian. that's him Brad, Brad Bradley and Jay Ryan Bradley. Boz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Jay Bradley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was him. But no, man, we, um, you know, we, we got to go up and, and there was so much talent, man, on those, you know, on those shows, you know, it was like, you look around the locker room and, um, you know, you, AJ, uh, AJ was working the tournament. I think actually, I think he may have won the tournament that year. Um, but it was like you look around. And there's AJ, there's CM Punk, there's Samoa Joe, um, Brian Danielson. <laughs> there's you know there's um, Claudio. Yeah, I mean, this is a hell of I a mean, show. <laughs> yeah, man, I think it was the the um, the '04 TPI tournament. Yeah, uh, the, um, the finals was actually AJ Styles defeating Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe. That's <laughs> yes, that's the one. Wow, that's it. Very yeah, cool. that, that was that was really cool, man. Because like that was the first time that you know that we had met, um, you know, Boz and 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 Bradley and um, you know Eddie and, and his partner, man. And uh, they were all just like super cool. Uh, the now uh, Bradley, like I don't know. I think maybe it was just him. Uh, you know, like I did. I, like for whatever reason, I didn't click very well with him. Like I just, I got like a shitty feeling. Like you know, thinks his shit doesn't stink really. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, they they were uh, they were professionals, and um, uh, you know, we had a we had a really good match. I thought uh, the people were really into it, um, and you know, it 
with it being, you know, six guys and, you know, four of them we'd never worked with before, um, you know, we, we had a, a, a really good, really entertaining match. Um, and, and so Ian, you know, he, he continued to, you know, to book us after that. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool to hear. And um, I just wanted to ask, you know, cause I always find that there's a story when someone goes to mid South, but there's another IWA that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, 2005, <laughs> <laughs> you get to work the IWA deep South, uh, show that gets cancelled for their initial King of the Deathmatch tournament uh, before uh, they, they changed the name of the tournament, obviously, to the Carnage Cup. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, can you please tell me about your experience on on, on that infamous show? Um, so, so yeah, uh, the guy booked us for the show. Um, uh, he had sent a retainer, uh, which, you know, it was half the money up front. Yeah. Um, he sent me and thank our retainers. Um, we went over, you know, it, didn't know a whole lot of people, uh, you know, over there. Um, but I know Ian was there. Um, Ian was there. Pondo was there. That's actually who I was going to wrestle in the second round was yeah. Pondo. Um, but the, the kid that I worked over there, I, um, I caught, I had walked out the, the the side door of the venue to to go out and smoke a cigarette, which is a filthy habit. If you if you you know never smoke, don't pick it up. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, I walk out to smoke, and I, I hear like I hear like these guys talking, and um, it's it's the guy that I'm wrestling, um, and I forget who it was he was talking to. It was. Obviously, they, they it wasn't somebody important because I you know I don't remember who it was, but um, I, like I hear him start laughing and and I hear one voice say, um, you know, we'll just go out there and do to him what I'm going to do to my guy. I'm just going to beat the shit out of him. And I mean, this kid probably if you know if he was 200 pounds, you know, I, I'm probably giving him 15 or 20 pounds. Um, but anyway, I walk around the corner and I see that it's the the guy that I'm working and whoever it is he's talking to, well, it was his voice, you know, that was laughing the loudest. The other guys, the one told him to beat the shit out of me. Um, and, you know, they had, a, they had a, you know, a big chuckle about it. Uh, so I, I went in and, and I was told, thank God, so I'm fixing to beat his fucking ass. <laughs> and um, so they, they, they send me to the ring first and, um, I'm standing there and his music hits. There's a there's a decent crowd there. Um, but it's obviously it's his hometown. And so he he comes out and on his way to the ring, he was like, he goes, uh he said, Oh, he goes, This is this is my fucking town. Okay. All right. So he, he comes to the ring, man, and that matches on YouTube as well. Uh, or at least part of it is, and I've fucking like I've never gone to the ring with the intentions of just fucking somebody up. Yeah. But this was I'm going to teach him a fucking lesson. Yeah. And I did like every every bit of weight of me was on him. Every time I threw a strike, it landed. Um, I finished him. There was a barbed wire uh, sheet of plywood that I threw down on top of him. 
and I hit the fucking splash on top of the plywood with the barbed wire face down on him. And I, I broke the board. It was three-quarter plywood. I broke the board with him underneath the board and the barbed wire. And he just, like, he was so glad that that match was over with. And I, when I got off of him, I was like, this is my fucking town. <laughs> you know, you should you should probably look around the next time you decide you want to talk shit and, you know, you're going to beat somebody's ass, you know, because they may be there. But anyway, so so we had that match. Um, the 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 opening match actually, I think, was the match that probably got them thrown out of the building because right. um, this is a brand new venue, um, and they, again, there's there's barbed wire. It's brand new. It's a beautiful wood floor. You know, there's a there's like a balcony there, so of course, you know, some idiot's going to jump out of it. And and that's what happened. Guy jumped out of it and got shredded to shit by the barbed wire. Yeah. And they tore the floor up. Uh, blood everywhere, you know. And and by the time you know after my match, I think maybe there was one more match, and the show got fucking canceled. And um, so we we start looking for the promoter, and nobody can find him. <laughs> and so. I said, I'm not leaving Alabama until I find this son of a bitch. And so uh, I go outside, and I can't remember. I think I found him before Tank did. He was hiding in the bushes behind the building. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I, I want my fucking money. And he goes, no, I like I sent it to you. I paid you. And I was like, no, that was my fucking retainer. Like, I want my money. And he was like, no, but I, I said, I'm telling you right fucking now. Like, either you give me my money or I'm fixing to drag you in the building and tell the boys that you're trying to fuck them all on their payday, and I'm just going to let them handle it. But either way, I'm going to get my money, so you can either give it to me or I can fucking drag you inside. And so he, he went in his pocket, and he, he, gets, he gets my money out, and he gives it to me. And I, so I I think I got Tank's money too, not a hundred percent on that, but got my money and I walked in and I was like, boys, he's behind the building, right in the bushes there. He's he's hiding in the bushes. Go get your money because he's gonna try to fuck everybody here. And 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 that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to screw you know everybody out of out of their money. And you know the house was light. I don't give a shit if the house was light. I showed up and I did my job. Like I'm not the promoter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I showed up. I did my job. I'm going to get paid. And everybody that has worked is going to get paid. And everybody that didn't get a chance to work, they're going to get paid because they showed up to work, you know? And so, yeah, we, we got our money and uh, drove back home. Ian, actually, there were two guys over there. One of them, his name was, um, I think he may have been wrestling as Iceberg as well as Iceberg. Oh, really? And yeah, and then uh, I think it was Freak Show. I think is is who it was. And then Insane Lane. They both yeah. were on the show as well. Um, both of them really cool guys. And I, you know, I like both of them. But Ian just kind of pulled Freak Show to the side and was like, "That's the real Iceberg right there. Like, you need to, you know, you got to find a different name." And so that, that's 
I guess at that point he became freak show and, you know, he, he had a, he had a decent run, made a, you know, made a decent little name for himself. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I had a insane lane on a few months ago, actually. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I'm, I got his perspective on uh, that shutdown show. Now I have yours. I also have the promoter, Kevin Brennan, who was on my show as well. Some time ago, what was it? What was his side of the story? <laughs> he was just he was scared shitless because of what had happened. And <laughs> to be honest, he was he you was know, very I'm... honest about the whole situation. He was like, "Oh man, I'll just go uh, shit my pants," you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't have been so bad if he, you know, if he hadn't have been trying to hide. You know, if he would have just you know went in the locker room and talked to the boys and. You know, just just manned up about the situation. I, I'm sure that even even I would have probably worked with him. You know, at that point. But you know, when when you see a guy hiding in the bushes and he's the one that's supposed to be paying you, you know, uh, and you got a locker room full of guys that are pissed off, and like that was like the first death match show over in over in Alabama, I think. Yeah. Or, or it was at least his first one. Yeah. And like you don't want a bunch of pissed off death match wrestlers. I mean, because like, you know what I mean? They we, we we tortured ourselves enough. What the hell did he think that you know we would do to, to somebody else? You know. So, but you know, I we we went back and worked for Kevin uh, later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask about that because uh, uh, you, you you and Tank, the Devil's Rejects, uh, as you're known. Uh, you end up being their their tag team champions. Uh, you you worked there five five times in total, uh, and the last time mm. you worked there, you actually wrestled Ricochet, uh, which is yes, an interesting pairing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun little match, man. Um, I can't remember if that match. I think that match may be on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun working with him. Um, you know because. Like obviously he was he was a smaller guy and he you know he was a lot smaller back then, um, you know so like we we did some pretty cool stuff. I want to say that I put him over, if I'm not mistaken. I believe yeah. I put him over. You did, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, yeah, just you and Tank going back there a few times. Um, you know, was there any reason why uh, it didn't? You know, you weren't there more than uh, five occasions. Um, you know, I think Tank actually went back and um, you know worked worked more for him. Um, I think I want to say that it was a money issue then. The last time, boy, yeah, the last time that I went, uh, it was a night we worked. Um, we worked Mickey Knuckles and Ian, and that's who actually put us over for the tag belts. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a, a money issue again, and we just won the tag belts. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take the belt home." And yeah. you know, and when he pays me, I'll send it back. If he doesn't, then you know, like I'll I'll give it to my sister. You know, so that's actually what wound up happening. <laughs> excellent um uh, iceberg I, I i'm really appreciative of your time i didn't want to take up too much of your time uh this evening for you so i know it's, it's getting a bit late there um but this has been fun and 
I, I'm hopeful that I can bring you on again because I know that there's so much stuff that I haven't been able to ask you about because, um, you know, I, I'd like to have you back for a, another interview uh, somewhere down the line. Um, so yeah, man, I'd, I'd I'd love to come back and and like we'll 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 pick we'll pick back up here or you know we can we can jump into Puerto Rico. Yeah, so. because there's so many different things that that I haven't had the chance to even bring up really like NWA anarchy and and more stories from Wildside and all that. So um, uh, this has been so much fun though. And uh, one question I had was that because in my research I found this to be particularly humorous. Um, <clears throat> 2015, Iceberg <laughs> teams with Glacier. Is that true? Yes. That is yes. That is fantastic. That just pops me. Of course, I. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was it was one of Luke Gallo's shows, um, okay. and and like we, you know, me and Ray got put together, and uh, yeah, so you had Iceberg and Glacier on, on one half, you know, one side of the ring. <laughs> I'm so easy <laughs> to amuse. It's, that, to me, that's just great. <laughs> oh, he he Ray's he's great, man. He really is. He, he's such a good guy. And, you know the 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 couple of times that we got to work together, you know, it was, it was really fun. Like I said, he's a good guy, and you know, he's he's got a sense of humor. Um, so, but yeah, man, anytime, anytime you you want me to come back, like I'm I'm here, man, and and we'll sit and whatever you got, man, we'll 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 go through it. <laughs> awesome, bro. Um, well, before I get to my final segment on learning about your favorite things, uh, just wanted to ask you about retirement uh and you know the, the the final match from what i see was uh in 2018 could be incorrect though um the internet sometimes is not correct uh what led you to uh deciding to to step away from the pro wrestling business you know i had um in 2017 in november 2017 um Actually, 2017 was a shitty year altogether. I started having a bunch of, uh, you know, problems with my health. And, um, but it, at, the, at the tail end of 2017, I lost part of my right foot. And so, um, so yeah, that, that had a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, it, it turned into, you know, I was like, look, if I, like, I, I would still be working, um, but, uh, my wife, you know, she she was like, you, you really need to like stop until you can at least get healed up some. And, you know, um, so and it, it was time, uh, you know, it, it was time for me to, to step away and, um, you know, let somebody else do it. So. Yeah, fair enough. I just wanted to, to find out about that. But uh, um, I suppose was that, that was that against was that against Shane Marks? Shane Marks. It was. Yes. Uh, sacred ground pcw pcw yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, sir. porterdale georgia yes sir that. yep yes, 13 sir. minutes 22 seconds i got all the information <laughs> yeah man it was it was really fun too man um i'd worked out really quick story i'd worked shane one other time and uh he's tremendous he is a tremendous talent um but the the first time we were working together i think we were um we were either second or third on the card and um, the first match had gone down. And uh, when the guy came back up the stairs after the match, he was like, three bumps, motherfuckers, beat that. And I just turned and looked at Shane and I said, one bump, <laughs> one bump. 
And we went out and I, I, with entrances, it was probably around 10 minutes or so. And we worked that entire match. And the only bump was him hitting his finisher out of nowhere on me. And we went back upstairs and I said, one bump motherfucker beat that. <laughs> So. <laughs> Fantastic, bro. That's great. Uh, what, a, what a great story to end, end the interview on before we get to our segment here, finding about your favorite things, Iceberg. Uh, from your, your, your whole life, who would you say, through your fandom of pro wrestling, who mm-hmm. is your favorite pro wrestler of all time? Arn Anderson. Excellent choice. Yep. Uh, do you have a favorite opponent yep. over the years? David Young or 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 Phil Shatter, which was Gunner at TNA, which was uh, Jackson Riker at NXT. So yep. e- either one of those guys, I had great chemistry with both, and and every time we got together, man, it was it was a beautiful dance. Very cool. Uh, is there one match in your career you, that you would look back and say, that's my favorite? You know, if someone asked you, Iceberg, show me something of your wrestling career, you know, what would be that one match you'd, you'd pick out? Uh, it would have been, uh, it was a three uh, triple threat match uh, at the NWA 60th anniversary show uh, against Phil Shatter and Michael Judas. Um, like I said, it was at the Phillips Arena, which is right beside where the Omni was, which I watched a lot of pro wrestling in the Omni. Uh, so the first, I think it was the first War Games match. Wow. Uh, I was there. Um, yeah, and, and unbeknownst to me, I, I'm sitting there and, and I noticed there's a, there's a guy that was like a really big Lex Luger fan. Now, I like Lex, I really do, but I wasn't a huge fan of him. And uh, so the guy starts talking to me and he was like, you know, who, who are you like who are you pulling for here and i was like the four horsemen <laughs> and um he was like um what about lex luger do you like him i was like no i think he sucks <laughs> and uh he goes he starts laughing and he goes that's who i'm here with and he introduced himself and it was kevin green that played uh <laughs> in the nfl for the for the pittsburgh steelers was who i was sitting there talking to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> great stuff uh getting away from uh wrestling now finally uh away from wrestling do you have a favorite book um i do it's called um shit I, i've got as bad i've got to sit here it's called um just unjustifiable homicide uh, it was a, a, an author that was local uh, here. Um, it was it's something that my, my mother had picked the book up. She actually went to church with the guy. Right. He was uh, he, he was a police officer in New York. And um, he, he tells this story. It's basically about a rogue cop that um, goes around and starts killing like all the bad guys. Oh, right. uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it was a really good read. It's the first book that I'd ever read like front to back. Um, and I like I couldn't put it down. Like I could not put it down. Cool. Sounds like it's it's right up your alley. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving forward into the arts here, uh, favorite TV show? Two and a half men. Very good. Uh, do you have a favorite film? Jaws. Very nice. Uh, favorite musical artist or band? 
Oh man. I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of the Zach Brown band, uh Blackberry Smoke. Um they're they're Georgia based, um, but you know, like their their music, man, they 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 don't just stick to one genre. Like they yep. they kind of you know move around and um I don't think that that I've ever heard a a bad song you know out of out of either one of those uh out of either one of those bands so all right cool I'm gonna have to write that down was it Zach Brown band was it yeah Zach Brown band and the other band is Blackberry Smoke Blackberry Smoke I like that yeah man. Cool. I'm always looking for some new stuff to listen to excellent um okay moving away from the arts now do you have a favorite food Chicken wings. Very good choice. Uh, do you have a favorite place to eat on the road? Oh, man. Um, I don't necessarily know that it was my favorite place, but, um, you know, I, I, most of the time, and it didn't matter who I was in the car with, uh, it seemed like everybody always wanted to stop at Crystal, you know, or White Castle if, you know, we were up, up in north, you know, north of, of the country. Uh, but yeah, Crystal or, or, or White Castle, like that seemed to be the, the go-to spot. That or Waffle House. <laughs> it's always Waffle House on this show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to check it out because almost every guest I've had either, either says Waffle House, Cracker Barrel or, or Denny's. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> Denny's is along the, you know, along the, the same lines of like, uh, you know, like a Cracker Barrel or an IHOP, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not bad. You know, it's reasonably priced and, you know, it seems to make everybody happy if, you know, we're not running across one of the other, you know, restaurants. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, uh, getting towards the tail end here, we've got three left to go of your favorite things. Uh, do you have a favorite yeah. alcoholic beverage? And if you don't drink, just a favorite beverage in general. Um, I'm, I'm a Bud Light fan. Uh, I, like I also like, um, I like Foster's and Yingling. Like if I, if I'm going to do, you know, something that's just, that's just you know, this is not a, a light beer. I like, I like a Yingling or, or Foster's. Um, yeah, man, I dig it. <laughs> wow. It's cool. I, I think it's the first time someone said Foster's on the show. Yeah, man. It's, I, I love it, man. I love it. Awesome, awesome. That, the, the, only, the only thing about it is, uh, like over here, you can't really find like the like twelve pack or you know six pack. It's always that gigantic ass can, <laughs> that fat ass can. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's funny. Huge I, fan, huge fan. Even over here, it's very difficult to find Fosters. I'll tell you that. That's yeah, man. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Can they not find a twelve ounce bottle or can to put it in? You know, I might. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to walk in there and grab six of those damn things. You know what I'm saying? Like, just give me something I can carry right out the damn store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second last one here. Uh, it's considered the naughtiest one of the favorite things. Uh, favorite female body part. You know, iceberg sees a good looking lady. You know, where will your eyes go to first? Immediately. Uh, it's, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be the ass. And and that's I think that's pretty much every every male that draws a breath. Um I'm I'm a stickler for for a beautiful set of eyes too. Yeah. Um yeah, man. 
that's how that's how I met my the missus. Uh, is was I didn't even realize she had a body. All I saw was just much of her face. Uh, the first time that we met, she just kind of walked walked by and you know give you that the look over the shoulder, you know. And I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know exactly what you mean when it comes to eyes. Uh, and also, uh, Mr. Don Morocco is an ass man as well. Just letting you know that that was his answer. So um, nice, nice. company there. <laughs> I love telling people that Don Morocco is an ass man. It's just I just find that. Too <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last That's awesome. one here. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the last one here, iceberg. Uh, favorite curse word? Probably fuck. <laughs> I say fuck a lot. I got. I, I say it more than I should, and, and you know, like I've tried to. I, I've tried to have a little bit of restraint on here because I've. I've got the fucking sailor's mouth, <laughs> but I, like you know, I, I can find myself in the middle of you know grocery store and you know just I. What you know I can't fucking find you know this. <laughs> I can't fucking find that or you know, and it's like, especially my oldest daughter. She's like, Dad, we're not at home. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. I mean, it's fucking grown people in here that's, that's buying this shit. You know, everyone's footing the damn bill. They if they can't get over me saying fucking, then they they need to just fucking go home. <laughs> uh, awesome stuff, bro. My face is hurting now from laughter. Uh, I expect, this has been such a fun time. Uh, and again, I apologize for skimming over so many important years of your career, but. It's because I wanted to bring you back at a later date uh, for, for a second interview. Um, yeah, man, absolutely. This fun. This has been fun. And one little story I'll tell you is back in the day, uh, I must have been 12 years old. Um, mm -hmm. Perth, Western Australia is where I live. So I, I had no way of, of accessing footage of anything. The only way I had access right. to finding out about anything other than the WWF or WCW was going on the internet and reading right. results. Uh, and I used to go on a website called lordsofpain.net and I used to read the NWA Wildside results. That's how I first became aware of you. And I always remember okay. that through the years. Thankfully, YouTube pops up. Thankfully, all of a sudden, Wildside footage is there. And then finally, right. I got to see who Iceberg was after all those years. So it's it's a weird yeah, man. Thing, but you had a fan in me from literally just reading text on what happened on the shows. Uh, it's it's a strange thing, but we were so restricted on so so far away from being able to see any of this kind of stuff. So that's how it began, well, and it's really cool to come full circle here and speak to you today. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. That that really that means a lot to me. It really does. And I, I got, again, I appreciate you having me on. I'll come back whenever you want. You know, um, I've got time when you got time. So wonderful, bro. Just well, let me know. Again. And next time I won't have a, a fucking hat on. I just, I haven't shaved. So yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, didn't want to, okay. you know, but I mean, I, I know I look like a homeless person with this shit, but you know, <laughs> Just covered up with a fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do too. I, I, I'm a I'm a bald man as well. So. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I've been I've been lazy the last week and a half. I hadn't I hadn't shaved it, and like it's to the point now where I can't just run a razor over it. I've got to take the fucking hair clippers and knock it down to get it to the point to where I can take the razor to it. But I listen to me bitching about having to take a 
you know, people have got bigger problems than, than having to fucking <laughs> take clippers to their fucking hair because they were too lazy to fucking cut it and shave it before it got to this point. But damn it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Brian. Uh, I appreciate your time. And, and once the interview's over, I've got actually uh, something that I could suggest for you that might help shaving your head uh, be a bit easier. So um, stay on the line after we're done here. Uh, but thank you again. Awesome. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to coming back. It's been great, bro. Thank you to Iceberg, and thank you all out there for joining us awesome. here for the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WCW Network. I'm California. This is my new friend, Iceberg, and we will see That's you right. down the road. Thank you. Network, that's the way we blind. Good God Almighty. Network, that's the way we blind. All of has been paid for by the WZWA Network.